Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And welcome to episode 186 of Geek Time Radio, and it is the last episode of 2018 as well. To celebrate this, I have Ross. Hi, Dave. How's it going? Oh, I haven't got your little. Hang oh, on. Boom. Hang on. Hang on. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Great. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, good. Just uh, sort of getting ready to wind the year up now. Uh, I'm about done with it all. Yes, yeah, I'm pretty much getting to that stage. There's still a few little bits of like news dropping out today. There's a couple of right. couple of stories got up today, but uh, yeah, it's slowing down quite a lot. Yeah, we've, we've had a, a good time for uh, Marvel trailers and such recently, I suppose. Um, yeah, and Netflix seems to be quite happily dropping stuff out mm. at the moment. There's a lot of Netflix news floating around. And of course, there's always good films and TV over the um, winter break. Yeah, they always release at least festive stuff that you can kind mm. of sit and binge watch your way through. There's there's lots of stuff out there. So what have you been doing? Okay, so first of all, uh, I had my life changed the other day, Dave. Um, <laughs> uh, what, what would you say is your favourite superhero movie? If you um, had to guess, off the top of your head. Of all time? Of um, all time. Any I, superhero movie? Oh, God, there's so many. Um, I'm quite partial to the original Superman just because right. it's the, the first one I saw, I guess. Cool. Well, uh, my, I've got a new favourite now. I went to see uh, Into the Spider-Verse on, let's see, it must have been last Wednesday I think and uh, I think it's my favourite superhero movie of all time now wow um, it's it's really terrific have you seen it have you been to it I haven't seen it yet I'm sort of vaguely aware of, of the, the fact that it brings a whole bunch of different Spider-Men together but That's I don't correct. know much, much more about it than that it's really terrific so it's the people who did um, I know they did 21 and 22 Jump Street but they've done other things because it's animated visually it's really striking um, it's I'd say top two best visually visual films of the year for nice. me also the the spider-man stuff is really cool because there's so many different spider-mans spider-men yeah um, you get a really diverse cast of characters like there's you know men women people of color animals and they're all spider-man i'm sure you, you'll have seen yeah, it in yeah. the trailers um and that's really fun really good cast uh it's really funny and yeah i think it, it really is it's really terrific really terrific i do like the look of it it is one that i well maybe get to the cinema to see but if not i will i will definitely be getting it when it comes out on home release i highly recommend it dave yes it's just it's terrific really terrific and uh, my wife loved it as well and she's not really into superhero movies and that, that says something I think oh yeah it does definitely yeah, yeah it's great also uh, I bought a, a Nintendo Switch for Christmas I bought myself a little Christmas present nice um, 
I wondered if you had any uh, dealings with such things. Yes, yeah, I have. I have a Switch. I don't play it all that much, to be honest, but uh, I do have it. Recently, they released Civilization for it, which is terrible because it means you can play Civilization anywhere. And uh, (laughs) as I think I've mentioned before on here, I'm completely addicted to that game. And it's one of those (laughs) things that you start playing and suddenly it's 3 a.m., you know, so. I wanted to ask you what what your favourite Switch games are, if you had to pick a top three, say. I really enjoy playing that. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think what else I, I've played on it. I mean, there's obviously there's Zelda on it and um, the Mario stuff is usually quite good. Yeah. Uh, I haven't played around with it all that much. There are other things you can get, like you can get sort of, there's a classic arcade thing. I think if you get the online subscription, you can download a bunch of their classic games. That's right, yeah. So yeah, you can play cool. things like Donkey Kong and stuff like that, like original Donkey Kong, which is awesome. Very cool, very cool. So yeah, um, yeah, that's sort of me this week. Um, this month has been, and uh, it's been crazy. Spider-Man's taken over everything. Spider-Man <laughs> and Christmas and Spider-Man and Christmas shopping, really. Yes. How about you? Uh well, finish Daredevil, finally. Because oh, um, it's taken uh, just other things got in the way and I didn't get back around to it. But yes, yeah. really, really good ending to well, what we now know is is going to be the end of Daredevil as far as we can see right now. Sad, isn't it? That? Yeah, I mean, they have said that the characters are gonna pop up in other things, but they mm. they've only got two shows left on Netflix and it was Marvel that said, Oh, the characters will continue in other shows. Yeah. Uh, and uh it, it would appear that um it, it was Netflix's decision to cancel it and it took Marvel as much by surprise as everybody else. So yeah. I rather suspect that the Punisher, which is coming up fairly soon, um, probably in January, as far as we can tell, and Jessica Jones, which has already been filmed. We've got those two coming, but I rather suspect they're going to be final seasons because mm. it's looking like they're going to ditch the whole lot. So I, I suppose if they can cancel it at their will... I I suppose Netflix must stone the um you know the rights and stuff. Do you think Marvel could do another series of Daredevil without them or do you think there's a legal I suspect the rights actually belong to Marvel and that's possibly mm. part of the reason why they got cancelled. Because Netflix is is doing a lot of its own stuff now. I mean if you remember they bought Miller World, the yeah. uh the Miller comic book franchise, so they bought that and they're doing a lot of stuff based on that where they own all the licenses because they own the company now. Um, and there's a lot of other things where they've entered into licensing deals with specific groups like yeah. uh, C.S. Lewis Estate and that sort of stuff. So I think they're kind of paring down the amount of stuff that they're doing externally unless yeah. they're for a specific license. And the problem with the Marvel stuff is it's, they don't have any exclusivity over it. You know, mm. with C.S. Lewis, they have complete exclusivity over everything. With Marvel, obviously, there's there's a bit there on Netflix. There is then the movie stuff. There's also shows on other channels. Yeah, of course. And also you've got Disney launching a rival service as well, mm. which has probably slightly put their nose out of joint. So <laughs> I, I, I think that's, you know, it's a combination of all those things that I think yeah, have right. decided to put them in the position of cancelling it but yeah i mean it, it was a solid way to end it wraps things up reasonably neatly i mean there is a route forward if they want to take that and you can go mm. on and do more stories and there are other things you can do with it it's not going to continue on disney plus we know that if they do move it to somewhere else it would likely be hulu but at the moment it's not sounding like it's going anywhere so right. we'll have to wait and see see whether there is a plan but uh yeah, it doesn't seem like they're going to continue it. 
the reason it won't be moving on to Disney Plus is because Disney Plus is a PG-13 rated yeah. uh, platform and obviously these are not <laughs> PG-13 rated shows. Uh, certainly Punisher, I don't think you could do justice mm. to as PG-13. You could probably get away with Daredevil at that level, that, you know, by just toning down the violence a little bit. And, I mean, maybe. <laughs> but, but I, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. So yeah, so there's that. Uh, also on Netflix, Travellers started again, which I love the first couple of seasons to this. This is the idea that you have these uh, group of people that are essentially time travellers, but they don't physically travel back in time. Their consciousness are sent back into the bodies of people who are about to die. And they're sent back to sort of stop that person's death and take over their life. So it's uh, Eric McCormack is the lead in it from Will and Grace. And um, the the third season, I'm about halfway through now. I won't give anything away about it because uh, that apart from that would take too long. I don't want to spoil it for people that haven't got to it yet. <laughs> but um, really solid and uh, thoroughly enjoying it. It's by one of the guys that did Stargate and has that sort of Canadian sci-fi feel to it which i really like so uh yes i've if you've not watched travelers yet go and start at season one and there's all three seasons are on there now so uh because it's all dumped on in one go so you can go and watch your way through those and also elseworlds the crossover event started on thursday on uh, sky one last week the arrow verse crossover event by the time this goes out all three episodes will have aired actually but uh, we're recording this on the monday so only one's gone out so far really enjoyed the opening episode of that i like the way they're playing around with the characters a lot we've not seen them go to gotham yet that's sort of where they're going next uh, the exciting thing that they have announced though is that next year's crossover event will be crisis on infinite earth which is i mean it's amazing that they've announced that this far out but <laughs> yeah. they're trying to get people jazzed up for it i think do you know the crisis on infinite earth comic book i mean there's so many crises comic books isn't there tell me do you tell me about it and yeah, i'll tell okay, you the, the, the crisis on infinite earth i think was the first major crisis event that they did it's from 1985-86 was when it originally ran it's written by Marv Wolfman penciled by George Perez it's a sort of seminal novel in that series because what it essentially did was uh, and this is what makes it interesting from the Arrowverse point of view the idea of this was to bring all the multiverse together into one universe yeah so it takes all the disparate timelines with you know things that aren't you know basically when they bought other properties and you know they bought other comic books and they'd started to mash everything together and they hadn't got a cohesive timeline so what they did was they created this crisis event which was to mash everything together so they had one cohesive timeline that would be the baseline for all the stories to come after it that was that was the initial idea of it and then they did every so often every sort of five years or so they do another crisis event which sort of tidies up the timeline that's that's the idea of it so uh, we've had infinite crisis and uh, final crisis more recently as well the infinite earths one i mean from the arrowverse point of view is quite intriguing because you could potentially see the other shows such as supergirl which is set on a different earth folded into the same earth so everything will be on the flash arrow earth one whereas supergirl's currently on a different earth and you know you've got people like the older flash jay garrick is on a different earth so you could potentially have that all folded in so they're all in one place which means it allows them to pull characters more easily i think that could be quite interesting depending what they do with it and how they handle it and and if that is what they're going to do with it but you've got to bear in mind that the shows have been running for what 
seven years or yeah. something by that point. Certainly Arrow has out of out of that lot. So it may be a, a point where they can shake things up a little bit and, and move things around. I mean, I don't know whether we're going to lose any of the main shows. Maybe that's where they're working towards. Maybe we mm. maybe we lose Arrow. Maybe they decide to wrap one of them. But yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But it could be quite a major shift for Arrowverse for that crossover, which will be awesome next year. So uh, a long time so to wait for it. But it's, yeah, it could be, could be very, very interesting, that. And uh, the other thing, of course, we need to mention is... The Geek Town Awards. The Geek Town Awards are back. It's still going strong. You can still enter right up until the end of the year. So make sure you go and enter. You could win all of this. In the Geek Town Awards massive prize giveaway this year, you can win DVDs and Blu-rays, including The Greatest Showman, Coco, Rampage, The Family Guy Star Wars Trilogy, Jason Bourne, Jodie Whittaker's Trust, Avengers Infinity War, Alice in Wonderland, and The Lego Movie. Books and comic books, including a Harley Quinn notebook, an Avengers notebook, a Star Wars pop culture art book, a Doctor Who novel, Dimensions in Time and Space book, Sonic the Hedgehog notebook, Doctor Who Dalek notebook, and a Superman graphic novel. We have figures and ornaments, including Funko Pops from Gears of War and Magic the Gathering, Connects Family Guy figures of Peter, Chris, Brian, and Meg, a bunch of plushies, including the Ghostbusters Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, Godzilla, Batman, and WWE. We have a Dorb's Batman Riddler figure, Gotham, Buck, and Edward Nigma action figures, Breaking Bad Walter White vinyl figure, DC Icon's Deadman figure, various Star Wars and Doctor Who figures and models, an exclusive Archer figure, and a cult vinyl collectible Highlander, Connor McLeod. Other general geeky stuff includes a Star Wars The Force Awakens t shirt, Family Guy Mouthful of Blanks party game, a Star Wars Kylo Ren ceramic money box, a South Park Cartman coaster, a Doctor Who Sonic Spock, Princess Bride playing cards, Batman egg cups, Superman backpack, and a whole stack of other geeky bits and pieces. Finally, we have a Now TV smart stick, plus a selection of testers for all the Now TV packages and an Amazon Fire 7-inch tablet. The whole price package is worth over £700. You can also be in with a chance to win the runner-up prize, which is a mystery box of loads of geeky goodies worth £125. So go to geektown.co.uk forward slash awards and get voting. So there you go. That's uh, a lot of stuff. Yeah, and uh, that's not all of it as well. There is a, a bunch of other things, because as I've said on previous podcasts, I keep on finding bags of stuff that I bought to put in the prize and forgot about and found them in a corner and I'm thinking oh yeah that needs to go in as well so there there are more DVDs in there that I mentioned in that list including things like uh, Latest Mission Impossible I think is in there Ant-Man and Wasp is in there a bunch of other bits and pieces that uh, I won't go through but yeah so there's there's going to be some other mystery bits in there that you uh, haven't seen and uh, of course there is the runner-up prize which is a mystery box as well so geektown.co.uk forward slash awards you can win all of that stuff go enter now that's all the stuff we've been doing let's move on to some TV and film news. So we'll kick off the TV and film news with the renewals, cancellations and pickups. A bunch of things for January, which I should mention. Uh, Charmed, the reboot of Charmed, that has finally got its air date on E4. That's coming on the 8th of January at 9pm. Were you a fan of Charmed when it was around the Uh, first time? uh, You might be a bit young. Yeah, you might be a bit young for for being into Charmed, even if uh, (laughs) apparently from the various people when i posted this article there's a few people that have seen some episodes of it and were saying it's really quite good so uh, mm. you've got to kind of take your mind out the fact that it is a remake and uh, but they they are doing quite a good job with it apparently so uh, that's one to watch out for grantchester is uh, back for its fourth season this will be the final season for james norton the jazz loving clergyman who is leaving and replaced by the, i would argue the equally hunky tom Brittany, who is uh, taking over from The Five and Outlander, he will be joining Robson Green as the vicar. 
that uh, is the sort of other half of that crime-fighting duo. So um, that is back on the 11th of January at 9pm on ITV. There's also Manhunt as well, which is a three-part drama starring Martin Clunes, and uh, that's the telling the real-life story of the London Met police detective Colin Sutton, who was uh, solved a bunch of uh, serial sort of abductor and murderer. So uh, that could be quite good. And Martin Clunes mm. is usually great in those sort of, of things. So uh, that's one to look out for. That's on the 6th of January that arrives, Sunday the 6th of January. And then the second episode's on the Monday and the third episode's on the Tuesday. So it's running sequential days. That That's at 9pm. Starts on Sunday the 6th of January, that. Over on Netflix, they've renewed My Next Guest Needs No Introduction with David Letterman. If you didn't watch the first series of this, it's a brilliant, brilliant yeah, interview really series. Good. Yeah, really, really good interview series. Also, um, I think Netflix hired Dave Letterman to do to produce other things. So you know Norm Macdonald, he has a show called Norm Macdonald has a show. This is <laughs> it's a little it's a little looser, but it's a similar format. And right, I think okay. da- I think Dave Letterman produces that. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's really good then. Is that on Netflix as well? Yeah, that's Netflix. Yeah. Oh, I'll have really to go good. and look that one up. I haven't looked yeah. at that. Um but yeah, my next guest needs no introduction was great. Like the first season had people like Barack Obama on it. And yeah. uh, it was that was absolutely fascinating. And it's basically him talking to one person for an hour with a few like video bits and pieces put in but it's the type of sort of interview show you don't get very much anymore they're all kind of you know your graham norton stuff's are great but it's it's very quick and kind of jumping from guest to guest whereas this is this is the sort of thing parkinson used to do of sitting down with one person talking for an hour about their life so really really interesting well worth watching silent witness back on bbc one in january the 8th at 9 p.m along with death in paradise that's back for its eighth season that's on the 10th of january at 9 p.m on bbc one marvel's runaways season two of that coming on the 2nd of january at 9 p.m to sci-fi they've also announced future man as well as coming back in january that's due back on the 22nd of january at uh, 2 a.m that's arriving and then it'll be repeated at 10 p.m followed by the episode two but 22nd of january for future man as well and uh, lastly the grand tour they've renewed it for a fourth season over on amazon but it's going to be very different uh, you know how the grand tour does like three guys in a tent with an audience and then yeah, throws yeah. to clips after 17 years doing that studio <laughs> format on top gear and uh, the grand tour they're now completely ditching the studio format for the fourth season and it's going to be basically a series of specials like they oh. used to do with top gear specials so it's going to have a full season but it's going to be released as a series of specials throughout the year so that's how they're going to run it and uh, they're usually the best bits those kind of you know the, yeah so i i think they've just got a bit bored of that format mm, why and, not do all best bits <laughs> yeah why not do all best bits so that's what they're going to do it's going to be that so if anybody wants a big marquee <laughs> contact <laughs> the FIFA team at amazon because they've got one going up for sale i suspect on to other news uh netflix have picked up a series called i am not okay with this from the people behind end of the effing world and stranger things uh, apparently it's an adaptation of charles forceman's comic book it was like a micro comic book of the same name it's a dark coming of age comedy from Jonathan Entwistle and adaptation of the Charles Forbesman book he's working alongside Sean Levy who was executive producer of Stranger Things and uh, writer Chrissy Hall the story follows a teenage girl navigating the trials and tribulations of high school all while dealing with the complexities of her family her bidding sexuality and mysterious superpowers just beginning to awaken from deep within her so mm. uh, it's got a little bit of a kind of comic book sci-fi yeah. twist going on there Chrissy Hall will serve as the writer well Entwistle will be directing the series 
the uh, duo are credited as the co-creators of it, though. I mean, it sounds like it could be quite interesting. With those people behind it, it's very much going to be in the same vein of End of the Effing World. Definitely. Um, and that was that was a terrific series. That was really good. If you like that, there is a chance oh, you're going to like this as well, because it's based mm. off, because uh, Charles Forsman was the person that wrote that comic book as well. The same sort of people adapting it. But coming to Netflix, not Netflix and Channel 4 this time around. Yeah. So, um don't know when that's going to land, but they have announced that it's coming. Over on DC, on the DC Universe stuff, we've <laughs> got um, casting news. There's lots of casting news for Stargirl. You can tell they're ramping up filming that, which is, I think it due, it's due autumn-ish next year on DC Universe. Don't know when it's, if it's, and when it's going to land in the UK. <laughs> I suspect this will somewhat depend on how well Titans does on Netflix as to whether mm. Netflix then go and pick up this other stuff. But um, Stargirl follows high school sophomore Courtney Whitmore, played by uh, Breck Bassinger from School of Rock, who inspires an unlikely group of young heroes to stop villains of the past. Reimagine Stargirl as part of the very first superhero team, the Justice Society of America, in a fun, exciting and unpredictable series. Breck Bassinger is playing the lead, but uh, they've announced Joe McHale will be playing Starman, which is, uh, in, in this version of it, is uh, Rich socialite Sylvester Pemberton. He's described as a courageous and confident superhero. Starman is a member of the Justice Society of America, wields a mysterious anti-gravity weapon called the Cosmic Staff. His longtime partner is his psychic Stripesy, better known as Courtney <laughs> Whitmore's stepfather, Pat Dugan. Now, if you're a comic book reader, you're going to be thinking, hang on a minute, Sylvester Pendleton was never Starman. Uh, he was the Star Spangled Kid, which is absolutely correct. He was. So for some unknown reason, they have changed this around for the TV show. It could be that there is a, a just a straight streamlining plot reason for it, of, of it made more sense for the TV show to not have to jump through some more hoops of introducing other characters and they wanted somebody that was directly connected to, to Courtney, you know. The other possibility is that there's a sort of uh, Zune, Hunter Zolomon, Jay Garrick switcheroo Mm. going on somewhere but who knows John McHale you've fairly well known face I mean he's got the yeah. Joe McHale show uh, <laughs> Community Great Indoors uh, he was on the last season of the X-Files as well so uh, yeah you should know who he is another casting member for that you've got Lou Ferrigno Jr. is playing Rex Tyler a master chemist an adrenaline junkie who as our man is a thrill seeking superhero with the ability to manifest super strength but only for one hour a day that's good he's a founding member of the Justice Society of America struggles with balancing his life as a hero and as a father well he only has to be a superhero for one hour so yeah you know you would have that hard to balance yeah just go and do that in his lunch break I mean you know <laughs> Um, so uh, he's joining as well if you're thinking Luke Ferrino that name sounds familiar it's because he's the son of uh, Luke Ferrino who played the Incredible Hulk in the 70s 80s TV series that's where some people might know the name from uh, he has been an actor in his own right for a while he, he's popped up on SWAT as uh, Rocker who is a, a member of Mumford's i.e. the team that isn't Hando's unit he's <laughs> part of that uh, Ricky, Nicky, Dicky, and Dawn he was on Young and the Restless he was in he's popped up in episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and How I Met Your Mother as well so you know he's he's been a fairly sort of standard jobbing actor but uh, this is quite a big role for him so that's good uh, just dropped today as well they've announced that Brian Staff will be playing Ted Grant aka Wildcat who is a world class boxer who found himself entangled in the criminal underworld and falsely accused of murder created Wildcat as an identity to clear his name and 
and uh, goes on to become a member of the Justice Society of America. Wildcat as a character you may have seen on Smallville because he popped up in that. He also popped up in the third season of Arrow as well. But this is a completely different actor playing him. Uh, the actor, uh, Brian Staff, vaguely recognises his face. He's been on The Walking Dead. I think he played a character called Roy on The Walking Dead. If you mm. don't know that who that is, don't worry. I, we, I do a podcast of The Walking Dead and neither do I. <laughs> so uh, he's basically <laughs> one of the red shirts. So, um, you know, he was I, he was like either a, a random saviour or a random member of one of the communities, but had a name and probably had a speaking, like one line speaking part or something. So he's popped up on a few other things as well. Again, another sort of jobbing actor, but good to see him getting a, a decent hefty role in there, something like this. Over on Swamp Thing, which is the other DC Universe show, they've mm. filled out the cast a little bit for that. We had sort of some of the main people. The uh, show follows CDC researcher Abby Arcane, played by Crystal Reed, who you'll know from Gotham and Team Wolf. She returns to her childhood home in Louisiana to investigate a deadly swamp-born virus. She develops a surprising bond with scientist Alex Holland, played by Andy Bean, only to have him tragically taken away from her, but a powerful force descends on the town intent on exploiting the swamp's mysterious properties for their own purpose. Abby will discover that the swamps hold the mysterious secrets both horrifying and wondrous and the potential love of her life may not be dead after all as Holland emerges as the elemental hero known as Swamp Thing. Now where Swamp Thing himself is played by Derek Mears who you won't recognise because he's pretty much always under large amounts of makeup <laughs> or with a mask. He was in Friday the 13th and uh, he was in Sleepy Hollow as well. So uh, yeah, I think he played the main villain in Sleepy Hollow. That's the uh, the main show. The new casting is a guy called Ian Zurig who plays stuntman turned movie star Daniel Cassidy who became semi-famous starring as the demonic film character Blue Devil. Eight years later, Cassidy finds himself living out his days in frustration pining for his former fame whilst on a collision course with Destiny. Now, they don't say exactly how he becomes Blue Devil on the TV show right. but if they follow the comic book version what happens is he meets an actual demon who ends up permanently fusing him to his blue devil <laughs> costume the transformation does give him some superpowers such as superhuman strength and durability but also turns him completely blue and gives him like large horns so you know sure. upsides and downsides to it <laughs> in Zurich is probably best known for playing Steve Sanders in uh, Beverly Hills 90210 the classic 90s series he's also provided voices for many series such as Spider-Man, Biker Mice from Mars and Godzilla as animated things. The other thing you'll be well known for if you're into these will be starring as Finn in the Sharknado movies. So uh, I've never seen a Sharknado movie. I know some people love them, but... Uh, but I'm yeah. sure they're wonderful. So yes, interesting selection of characters in there. It's nice to see them bringing the uh, Justice Society of America together for Stargirl. I'm very, very pleased to see what he's basically, although they're calling it Stargirl and that's the route into it, it looks like mm. it could very much be a JSA series. Yeah. Which which is awesome. It's weird because it's obviously not going to be part of the Arrowverse, even though it's done by the same Arrowverse people, because yeah. it's Greg Belanti and all that. Um, so it's different cast and different group of people. Whether this will be a separate Earth thing again. Yeah, they'll have to line it up in a few years again. Yeah, maybe maybe they'll they'll line that up later on at some point. But uh yeah, so so interesting though. And I'm quite looking forward to seeing what they do with Swamp Thing. Mm. Could be quite good. More casting news. Over on Star Wars The Mandalorian, this is over on Disney Plus. Set after the fall of the Empire and before the emergence of the First Order, we follow the travels of a lone gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy far from the authority of the New Republic. This is going to star Pedro Pascal, who's taking the lead role as the Mandalorian. Pedro Pascal, you'll know from... Um 
Game of Thrones. Uh, Game of Thrones, yes. Game of Thrones. Narcos. And Narcos, yes. Those are the two shows. <laughs> well remembered. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, Game of Thrones and Narcos were the two shows that he was probably best known for. But uh, I, he's a great actor, so I'm really happy to see him in this. Joining him in the cast, they've announced a whole bunch of people. Gina Carano, who was in the original uh, Deadpool movie. Giancarlo Esposito, who you will know from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. I love that guy. He's an amazing yeah, he's actor. he's really good. Uh, Emily Swallow, who's in Supernatural, the legendary Carl Weathers, who was in Predator, Omid Abtari, who was in American Gods, and uh, another legend, uh, another couple of legends, Werner Herzog, who was uh, in Grizzly Man, but he's he's quite well known as the director himself, and yeah. uh, Nick Nolte, <laughs> who uh, was I mean has been in a million Hollywood films, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm the casting for this is is looking really interesting. I think any any particular name you're excited about well you know um it's great to see Giancarlo Esposito in, in something he's well I mean, he seems to be in a lot quite recently and yeah. I think he's done a few animated things as well possibly yeah so um yeah it's not it, he gets around and that's really good um Carl Weathers certainly interesting yeah How old is Carl Weathers do you think it's got to be getting on a bit I mean it's you know be getting on. he's I mean saying he was in his he's got to be what 50 he's, 50 60s at, I mean 50s at the lower end and 60s at the yeah. 70 years old yeah I mean he's he, that, that doesn't surprise me he's got to be kicking yeah. around a bit by that point Werner uh, Herzog's great but I mean I feel like he's always Werner Herzog right he's got <laughs> yeah. a very very distinctive voice yes yes Werner Herzog does have an incredibly distinctive voice if you've ever listened to the uh, the Mayo and Commode film review podcast you'll be well mm. aware of Werner Herzog because Mark loves the guy so uh-huh. um, I mean it's quite interesting Carl Weathers of course well as Predator was Apollo Creed in Rocky which is appropriate yeah. He's popped up in various things as well, various other things. Uh, Nick Nolte, of course, um, the Prince of Tides, who's in 48-hour movies with uh, Eddie Murphy, is probably the thing he's best known for. But he's uh, he actually was nominated for a Golden Globe for an epic series called Graves recently as well. Emily Swallow played Amara, or the Darkness, in season 11 of Supernatural. That's where you might know her from. Kim Fisher in The Mentalist as well. They're very, very interesting cast, I think, set up. Uh, this, of course, comes from... Uh, John Favreau, this is is writing and exec producing, not directing as far as we know. The mm. directors are quite interesting because it's it's Dave Filoni is one of the directors who is the person behind Star Wars, The Clone Wars, and Star Wars Rebels. It's his That's first good. sort of live action directing project, as far as I'm aware. You've got Jessica Jones director Deborah Chow, uh, Dope director and producer Rick Fatemawaya. Uh, Bryce Dallas, Dallas Howard, who of course is is better known as an actor, but her father is Ron Howard, <laughs> Ron. so you would have thought she'd picked up a thing or two by by now. And uh, Takita Wakiti, who is the director of um, Thor Ragnarok, which is yeah. such a fabulous, fabulous movie. I wonder how that goes as well, because Taika Waititi's got a, a visual, oh, oh, more of a more of a comic style, I suppose. But the, the, there's a visual element to it, and I wonder, I wonder how that manifests itself in this. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting because there's a wide variety of directors there, so I'm, mm. I'm going to be intrigued to see how they uh, how they handle all that. And it's good with the with the cast, I suppose. It's Star Wars. I don't know. Maybe since the Force Awakens has become that kind of thing where you're like, oh, did you know that's actually Daniel Craig or whatever or whatever it is. You know, it's it's yeah. almost become spot the cameo or you know. And so so having that many stars in it is pretty good. Um, I wonder if it's more of a, um, a what do you call it where each episode is its own story. If they've got more yeah 
multiple, yeah. so many directors, it seems like that might be the way they'd go. Yeah, possibly. Difficult to tell, really, whether it's yeah. going to be sort of episodic or serial or, you know. So I'll have to wait and see. We, we also don't know who's, who any of those people are playing because, you know, they don't, <laughs> they don't tell you anything. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it could be that they're smaller roles but you you don't know you honestly don't know mm. so uh i'm just very excited to see that arrive because it's going to sure. be a very intriguing series more star wars why not more star wars definitely <laughs> so uh that's all the news we've got for this week now at this point we'd usually have an interview but rather than do that because it's the last show of the year we're going to do a review of the year instead so uh that's coming up next <laughs> 
And um, of course, the other thing which I adore is uh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which the second season of that, I mean, it's weird because I, I always say I don't really watch that many comedies. Yeah. But I mean, my if I was going to put a second place to The Good Place, it would be The Mar- Marvelous Mrs. <laughs> Maisel. Cause, so my top two shows really of this year have both been comedies because The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is hilarious. It yeah. is just the funniest show I've seen in a very, very long time in that sort of long form drama format. And it it's one of those things that you initially, if you describe it to somebody about it being sort of this 50s, 60s housewife that gets into stand-up comedy, you kind of think, eh, I, I don't know whether that's something I want to watch, but it's just so cleverly written and it's snappy and it's not sort of joke after joke in terms of them firing one-liner jokes after you. It's just the way that they talk and the way that it's put together. It's got a wonderful rhythm to it and, a, and this great sort of beat of just how the plot kind of intersects. And I, I would, again, if you've got Amazon Prime, go and watch The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. It's super. Yeah, awesome. You've got some runners-up as well. Yeah, um, you know, I actually have the opposite problem to you, Dave, is that I don't watch many dramas. I watch too many comedies. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is on my list as well. It was I had to fight between, you know, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, uh, Kim's Convenience, Life in Pieces, uh, all those sort of yeah, sitcoms yeah. that I, I really like. But yeah, Brooklyn Nine-Nine's been a standout this year, um, along with Better Call Saul, which has been terrific, as you know. Yes. Um, and we talked about earlier, this season of Daredevil, I think was really terrific. And it's a big shame that it's not coming back, yeah. at least in its current... Uh, well, not that we know of, yes. Mm. So, um, obviously, there's a lot of shows that have been cancelled this year. So, the show you'll miss the most... Yeah, again, it's Daredevil. I think if they'd have announced that it was cancelled before this series, I'd have been fine with it because yeah. Daredevil Season 2 wasn't I, I wasn't uh, crazily into and The yeah. Defenders I wasn't crazily into. Um, so, if, if that was it, that would be fine. But in Season 3, they sort of went, oh, no, we can, we can do this really really well um and you'll really enjoy it but then they said oh but we're not doing any more that that's it yeah <laughs> and it was sort of like oh okay but you you did it really well and and i want more of it but yeah so that i'll, I'll really miss that also i put uh, as an honorable mention brooklyn 99 on here as well because while it is coming back i don't know where we're going to see it and i don't know how long it's going to be till we see it so uh yeah i, I hope it comes near me soon <laughs> it, it will it will come on to e4 i would almost right. guarantee it will come on to e4 uh whether how how late after it sort of airs i don't know it will definitely definitely come on because it's a huge show for them so they will get it and of course it's less episodes this year as well yes so, yeah um yeah i mean daredevil i i will miss daredevil i still had it for me all those series all the marvel series yeah. they're great but they could all lose three episodes <laughs> oh yeah 100 percent. yes you know definitely. i mean i i think i one of the things i liked about defenders was the fact that it was a 10 episode series and it's like mm. you know that that's the length it should be but marvel kept insisting on making them 13 episodes and there's a <laughs> li- it gets to that point sort of about the middle of it and you're like you know you're episode Drags five and it starts to drag a little bit and you kind of think well you could you could take three episodes out of this and still compress the story and it, it would work definitely. um but uh for me there are two shows that i'll miss timeless 
that I I think is just such a wonderfully fun and silly show and I will be very sad that that's not going to come back and at the moment it's not looking like we're getting the finale episodes either because having spoken to E4 earlier today and said "Um, have you got any news on this yet and they've gone no can't see it anywhere so I mean I'm talking to their PR guys obviously not not people over the cauldron that uh, work out the scheduling Um, but um, as I mean they've got obviously internal kind of scheduling stuff and it's not showing up anywhere at the moment so presumably they are going to air it at some point but given that it's going out in december in the u.s it goes out in a few days it's not going to be any time soon in the uk so yeah that's that's a bit frustrating hopefully it will arrive relatively quickly in the new year and it'll just pop up so I will miss Timeless, but uh, the other show that I was really getting to cancel was I'm Dying Up Here, which again is another show about stand-up comedy, but it's it's a drama about stand-up comedy. And um, it's about the birth of the LA comedy scene. And it ran for two seasons and they decided, I think it was a Showtime series, and they decided they weren't going to bring it back. And I was really upset about that because it, yeah. it is funny. Obviously, there's, there are jokes in it, but it's a very, very dark humour because it's, and most people understand, you know, a lot of stand-up comics suffer from um, along with the same issues as everybody else you know they tend to have darker <laughs> psychological issues and that sort of stuff that's quite common with stand-up comics so it can be a very very dark show in places and uh, you're dealing with the sort of late 70s early 80s kind of era and you're you're dealing with people that where there's a large prevalence of drugs and overdoses and them not getting paid properly so it's quite a depressing life but they're sort of bringing joy into it it's it's yeah, really, right. it's just a very interesting show and it's all it's all based around a real life comedy club uh or what was a real life comedy club they've altered the characters slightly so it's it's one of those sort of fictional things but takes elements that really happened such as the comics actually striking to get a reasonable amount of pay and that sort of stuff so i'm very upset that they're not bringing that back for another season because that was really good so moving on standout moments in tv for you this year what was (laughs) what was yours well i was going to take yours but yours has taken uh, i'm (laughs) sure you'll come on to it um the this season of the punisher was really good that was this year wasn't it yes it was it was january so uh, i I did worry um i thought the punisher was really terrific the punisher always stands out as one of those series that will stay with me uh i don't know if haunting is the right word but (laughs) There are some, not just the violent acts, that too, but also some some story beats and things that, that uh, me and my wife will just talk about sometimes. And I'll, oh, do you remember when that happened to that person or, or whatever? Yeah, yeah. But um, in the, I think it's, I told you the first episode or the second episode, I think it's probably the first episode. The first person the Punisher kills in the series is a very violent scene involving a big sledgehammer. That is, it's just terrific. Yeah. It's just really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, not in like, not just because it's gratuitously violent, which it is, it definitely is, <laughs> but also just because it's it, it's it's a great build up and it's a great definition of the character and it's just a really good that whole episode leading up to it is really good. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean I I remember that. I would agree with that. But like I say, I kind of took the one which is really was the standout moment of oh, yeah. in TV for me this year. They're taking that idea of this from Daredevil of of the that sort of one shot sequence where they used to shoot it in a corridor and expanding it over about 15 minutes and doing the entire prison break sequence in season three 
in one shot. Um, it's a phenomenal, just from a technical point of view, of having to, to shoot it. I'm assuming there probably were cuts in it, but you just don't see them. Yeah, um, definitely. It's, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal piece of work. It really is. And there's, I mean, there's part of that is right at the start, the the fight is in like a, it's like a doctor's, the, the you know, yeah. prison doctor's room. And the choreography in, in Daredevil in general of the fights is really terrific. But in that room in particular, I just remember one scene where he just pushes, because one of the, ta- the tables are on wheels because it's like a bed. Yeah. And he just pushes it away. And that's like, that's part of the fight. And I think the it sort of sums up the way the way the fighting uses the area around them and the props uh, I think is really terrific and it plays through that whole scene and how they get out and it, it's timed so brilliantly and yeah it's really good that sequence it's Daredevil season 3 is worth watching particularly for that sequence and certainly mm. if you're into film into cinematography and you don't want to go through and have to watch all Daredevil I don't know whether anybody's loaded that up onto YouTube but go and look for the prison break sequence of Daredevil season three because it, it needs to be seen to be believed it is an incredible <laughs> bit of of just cinematography and uh how on earth they put it together i don't know but it's if i if we ever get the cinematographer for daredevil on i will be definitely talking about that to them because it, it's just an amazing piece of work uh so uh yeah i mean that that for me it's weird we both pick marvel shows but um yes <laughs> that particular for me was was amazingly standout so next question most improved show. I'm not. I'm not going to bang on about Daredevil anymore, Dave, <laughs> because uh, it's it's yeah, it's definitely improved so much. Yes. Uh, also, um, I think I told you last time I was on about F is for Family, which is Bill Burr's comedy about a, a 70s family. Yeah. Um, the last season, I think. I think this is season three, or maybe two. No, I think it's three. Um, and the last season uh, left a little bit to be desired, but this season's really good. And where it excels particularly is realizing that you're so happy that you don't live in the seventies. <laughs> is is true. Is and, and laughing about that is really terrific because there are obviously it it's played for for comedy. Um, but there are just things about people's attitudes towards certain things like health and safety or mental health or, yeah. or uh, prejudice and things like that that are just played so brilliantly. It's really good. This series really good and it reminds me of why i liked it in the first place which is is uh i think what a good comeback needs yeah yeah no yeah. totally i've not seen that series yet but i might have to go and look it up when i'm off it's uh yeah it's quite brutal in some ways and it's uh yeah it's quite brash but it's terrific for me i i think as you might guess if you listen to <laughs> any of the uh, the other podcasts that i do with matt the walking dead i, I think has improved immeasurably since it had a change of showrunner this year it's streets ahead of where it was last season i mean the first five episodes are tricky because you had to basically get rid of rick grimes which is what they spend the first five episodes and bearing in mind they've only got eight episodes per sort of half season so that's you know five six seven eight you've got three episodes basically to set out your stall so Mm. that's pretty much what angela kang who's the new showrunner did was she dealt with those those first five episodes but even even those the initial sort of five it was just better paced it was better put together they had more crossover with each of the characters which was something that had been a huge problem of you know you've got a huge cast and then you put them in loads of different locations so you're having to jump backwards and forwards and it feels very disparate whereas even though they are in different locations this season they they had more reason to bring them back together and you got more scenes with all the people that you love in one place you know so they they managed to 
to do that. And then after they disposed of Rick Grimes, you got another smaller time jump again and it moves the story on and you're starting to set out the stall of, of what The Walking Dead is going to be moving forward. Yeah. And I know it's not pleased everybody with the direction of it, but I have to say that just, just from a production point of view, it's a huge, huge step forward in uh, where it was previously. So if you dropped out sort of last season and got very sick of it, because I, I described last season as like trudging through mud in places, <laughs> whereas... This season, it drives forward a lot better, a lot faster. It's well worth going to look at again this season. I, I, even those first five episodes, uh, you know, are, are a huge improvement. And then I think it gets better for the last three. They're still killing off characters that you don't want them to kill off. But, you know, <laughs> it's The Walking Dead. That's always going to happen. So, uh, yeah, but go and check it out again, because I, I think it's a huge improvement. And uh, finally, best film, which, I mean, you've kind of already said what yours is so far. Uh, yeah, Into the Spider-Verse is terrific. Yeah, tell me about yours. Well, I mean, for me, I think like many people this year, it's going to be Avengers Infinity War. Mm-hmm. I, I just thought it was a phenomenally well put together film. You actually had an interesting villain. It, I mean, it, arguably the entire film is, a, is Thanos' story. I mean... Yeah. Really like Space Hitler, don't you, Dave? Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Interesting there. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, <laughs> Eddie. Avengers Infinity War. Bear in mind that I don't actually get to the cinema as much as I really should do. So <laughs> yeah. my selection of films is, you know, I tend to watch things on home release rather than uh, managing to get to the cinema to see them unless it tends to be one of the big Marvel films. But Avengers Infinity War, I, I thought, was just brilliant and the culmination of 10 years work building to this point and it's it's almost like flipping off the middle finger to dc just (laughs) just this is how you do it you know um (laughs) so i i i mean i i just think it's really well put together the trailer for endgame what is going to be the culmination of of everything oh um, yeah before it moves into whatever the next phase of of the Marvel universes mm. for me that was just brilliant so um, yeah you you had some other runners up as well yeah so the, the Infinity War was obviously a big um, big movie this year uh, but also I really enjoyed uh, Crazy Rich Asians it was a very funny movie and uh, Isle of Dogs which is Wes Anderson's latest very good yeah. movie as well Crazy Rich Asians I do definitely want to see I, very I, good. I struggle a little bit with Wes Anderson but you know maybe maybe I'll go and have a look at that uh, uh, maybe this isn't the one, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, give it a go, definitely. All right. Well, if it comes up on uh, on Sky, I might go yes. and have a look at it. But uh, yeah, crazy rich Asians, I did fancy going to see. So that's sort of all the all the twenty eighteen bits and pieces in terms of next year things to look forward to in terms of the sort of geekier side of shows anyway you've got titans coming out on the 11th of january which i'm very very much looking forward to you may have been spoiled a little bit this week because the finale went out this week so there have been things floating around online about what happens in the finale i've managed to generally avoid spoilers for it so i don't know you know i know certain things certain characters pop up but i've yeah i've managed to avoid most of of the spoilers for titans but this is one i i suspect you're watching uh yeah that that it's interesting though because we talked earlier about netflix dropping marvel stuff because they wouldn't have it exclusively right and this seems like a similar situation maybe so i don't know it's interesting i wonder how long i wonder if dc's thing does come out here whether they'll continue that or, or what the shift will be but yeah i'll give it a go why not yeah i mean it, that, that is a fair point actually i mean it appears at the moment that dc universe is not going to launch internationally yeah. If it does, I suspect Titans will 
be on it as well. And, uh, you know, so maybe it's a limited deal or I, I don't know. Uh, maybe well, they I decided mean, it was worth it. Maybe they didn't charge, maybe DC didn't charge as much for the license maybe. to, uh, who knows? So, yeah, because I mean, Netflix are happy to do that with uh, Better Call Saul, which is, is that AMC? Is that right? Yeah, I mean, they do buy in, they do buy in a number of shows. So, mm. you know, for international audiences. I think that is a slight difference as well, is you're talking about something which is an exclusive in America yeah. compared to something which is an exclusive worldwide. And, you know, the American rights are in one place, but That's worldwide right. it's on Netflix somewhere else, which is, is like what happens with um, Designated Survivor was exclusive to ABC in the US, but internationally it always went out on Netflix. And then when ABC dropped it, Netflix took it over entirely. So yeah. there are certain shows like that. The other thing coming to Netflix is the Umbrella Academy, which is the adaptation of the comic book. And um, we were talking a little bit about this last week, so I won't talk yeah. about it too much. But 15th of February for that looks absolutely wonderful. I think that's going to be a really interesting adaptation of a very, very interesting comic book. One to look out for. Yeah, uh, definitely. Have you read any of the Umbrella Academy work? No, no, I've, I've sort of read about it sort of thing. Yeah, right, it seems yeah. really interesting. You've got The Boys as well coming to Amazon Prime, which I'm very much looking forward to. I was going to say, you're quite excited for The Boys, aren't you? Yeah, it, it's a great comic book. They've kind of Americanized it because it's set in very much with an English bunch of, yeah, almost football hooligans is kind of <laughs> what The Boys is comprised of in with the uh, comic book version. But this has kind of moved everything to America. So it's be interesting to see how that changes and stuff. But I, Carl Urban's great. I love Carl Urban. So, uh, and he's he's the lead in it. So I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Good Omens as well. We've got coming to Amazon Prime. Uh, this, of course, is the adaptation of the Terry Pratchett book. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. And that's got an incredible cast. I mean, yeah, yeah. The, the, they're always uh, difficult to pin down visually, aren't they? The, ter- the things that they've done of Terry Pratchett in the past. Yeah. So it'd be uh, interesting. That that's going to be a good one to look out for. It's around spring next year, that's going to land. We don't know exactly when, but it'll be around spring. That's going to turn up. Um, you've got The Witcher coming next year as well, also to Netflix. Yes, you're going to need lots of streaming services. And I mean, <laughs> this is this of course is a list of things that we know are coming of course as opposed to things that have been picked up in the US but don't necessarily have a UK broadcaster yet so I've tried to sort of keep this to a list of things that we know are going to air over here Mm. um so The Witcher, Netflix, um, Henry Cavall playing Geralt in that. I, actually, from the little makeup test we've got, I, I thought actually looked quite good. And yeah. the fact that he's a massive nerd fanboy <laughs> of, of the... Oh, I thought you were going to say he's a massive man, and because he, he really is. Well, well, yeah, no, he is, he's a massive man as well, so I mean, that, wor- that works. But he's a huge nerd yeah. fanboy of the books and of the uh, games. So I, I think... It's nice to know. You know, I, he's, he's absolutely perfect for it. It's going to be mm. wonderful. Watchmen, of course, we've got arriving. Now, officially, they haven't said this will be on Sky Atlantic, but it's a HBO series, so it will be on Sky Atlantic. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, unless anything drastic changes, it should be. I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you've got that coming, which we don't know a huge amount about. But again, that's got a phenomenal cast for it mm. as well. Uh, you've got Snowpiercer coming next year. That's confirmed for next year on Netflix, which is the adaptation of the... Uh, well, it was made into a film, wasn't it? And then the, yeah. the, it's the adaptation of the book. So it's another version of that. 
And uh, we've got the Nevers coming as well. And uh, this should be arriving next year. Again, it's HBO show, so it should be on Sky Atlantic. If you don't know about the Nevers, the reason that I'm excited about this is because it's written, directed and produced by Joss Whedon. And it's a new sci-fi drama which follows a group of Victorian women who find themselves with unusual abilities, relentless enemies and a mission that might change the world. So it's a female-led drama by Joss Whedon, it's the first time he's returned to full-time TV production since Dollhouse. I mean, he, obviously he he helped set up stuff with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but yeah. that's not his own property, and he wasn't, Jed was the showrunner on that, or Jeb was the showrunner on that, not Joss. So mm. he, he sort of exec produced it, but he's he wasn't on that full time this is entirely new his own thing very much the sort of stuff just does really well so and it's on hbo so he's not going to get messed around as much as he would have <laughs> done on a normal series and he can push the boundaries a lot more so uh, that's called the nevers it's supposed to be coming next year it'll probably be late next year if it does that i'm very 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 much looking forward to because i mean i'm a huge whedon fanboy so you know <laughs> that's something to look out for there are a whole bunch of other shows as well coming next year including sort of things that are in the less geeky genre but uh, yeah. that, that I am looking forward to as well but there's some amazing TV so you're not going to be short of new things to watch and of course there's a whole bunch of old things coming back so with that now done let's move on to highlights for the next few weeks on TV <laughs> So seeing as we are going to be off for the next few weeks, I think we're probably going to be back around the 8th of January. So uh, that will be when the next show goes out. But uh, thought you'd give you a, a sort of run through the stuff that is coming over the next few weeks on TV. You've got obviously some Christmas specials. You've got things yeah. like the Not Going Out live Christmas special. It's uh, Not Going Out is a show that I'm aware of and have seen a few episodes of. <laughs> but and, and I do like Lee Mack. He is very funny. 21st of December, that's on, on BBC One at 9pm, but they're doing it live. So oh, I, wow. I think that could be just really interesting to watch to see yeah. how much he corpses and stuff. <laughs> 21st of December at 9pm for that. Watership Down as well is another thing. If you remember a few weeks ago, we spoke to the composer for Watership Down. It was yeah. probably a couple of months ago now, actually. But uh, we spoke to the composer for that. And um, it's got a great voice cast. It's a sort of new version of of Watership Down, the uh, classic animated sort of thing. They've redone the animation. They've revoiced it. And it's the same sort of story. 22nd of December at 7pm on BBC One for that. But I think that could be a really interesting one to look out for. Uh, also Christmas special, Trollied, if you're a fan of that. Sky One on the 23rd of December at 9pm for that. That's uh, coming back for the wedding and that's their Christmas special. Uh, I think that might be the last thing of Trollied, maybe. I'm Mm. Could be wrong about that, but I think that might be like the end. But uh, that's one to look out for. In terms of actual big seasons, sort of post Christmas, you've got you finally coming to uh, <laughs> Netflix. This is the uh, the from Greg Berlanti. It's the dark twenty first century love story about an obsessed yet brilliant 20-something who uses the hyper-connectivity of today's technology to make the woman of his dreams fall in love with him. So uh, it's really, really odd, that description, because it sounds like it could be a very sitcom description, but yeah. it, it's not. It's most definitely not. <laughs> it's very much a darker show than that. It's already been renewed for a second season as well, so um, that's one to look out for. 26th of December on Netflix 
for that. Uh, Delicious comes on the 28th of December. That's season three of that. That's the Dawn French uh, drama about yeah. a chef that's coming back. Now, the next one may or may not show up. Um, <laughs> Black, Black Mirror season five. This is very much to be confirmed, but Netflix accidentally posted the release date on a tweet and then it disappeared very quickly. Right. Uh, but they had it as 28th of December. Now, whether that is genuinely a mistake and that's not when it's going to air or whether they you know somebody said it was going to air and then they moved it i don't know and whether it'll be the whole series or whether it'd just be one episode who knows christmas special or whatever so yeah um so keep an eye out on netflix on the 28th of december it may show up but don't be (laughs) too surprised if it doesn't they've sort of done that with a couple of things because like they've not really teased black mirror all that much but it's usually around then and uh they've they've teased the punisher as well has been coming yeah. at some point in January, but haven't said when in January. Mm. So moving on, we've got the return of of some of the uh, procedurals. MacGyver is back for its third season on Sky One. That's on the 30th of December at 8pm. That's going to be followed by Hawaii Five O, which is back for season nine at 9pm. Then NCIS Los Angeles, that's season 10. That's on the 30th of December at 10pm. So those three are running together. If you're wondering where the fourth act of that run is, uh, which is Magnum, which is the new Magnum, MPI series that is going to be running on the Wednesday a few weeks following that I can't remember the exact date yet but they have released a date for it it is coming go and check the air dates list for it but Magnum will be a few weeks after the others but that is, those four shows are all part of the same connected universe so right. uh, there and there is a crossover coming up with Y50 apparently so one to watch out for moving into January Doctor Who Christmas special obviously 1st of January 7pm that will be the one and only episode of Doctor Who in 2019 <laughs> uh, they bumped the uh, next season to 2020 so uh, that that sucks, but there you go. Uh, that will be followed at 9pm on BBC One by Luther Season 5. So uh, you've got it, lots of Idris Elba to look forward to. And uh, <laughs> I know there will be huge fans of uh, Idris Elba that will be watching that. And it's a great series as well. Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events, the third and final season of that also drops on the 1st of January. So that's going to be on Netflix. Escape from Danimora, which is coming to Sky Atlantic on the 1st of January at 9pm. This is a limited series based on the Stranger Than Fiction account of a prison break in upstate New York in the summer of 2015 that spawned a massive manhunt of two convicted murderers. It's directed by Ben Stiller, but I d- it's not a comedy. It's, <laughs> it's a drama, but it's directed by Ben Stiller. So um, yeah, could be could be an interesting one to watch. Right. Uh, Goldberg's back for season six. That's on right. E4 on the 2nd of January at 8pm. That, that's one, you, one of the many comedies you watch, isn't it? One of the many, yeah. I think that Goldberg's is wrapping up quite soon. Yeah, um, uh, yeah there's there's a spin-off or there was a spin-off I think in the works for I it so I believe so yeah there's sort of the the kids are all growing up and uh, right yeah getting older right. I think the spin-off might be about the school I'm not sure I'm I, not yes sure. I think I think it is from what I remember and they um, got their they've got their head teacher back I think yes at I, least yes I think that might be the case Marvel's Runaways that's arriving on the 2nd of January at 9 p.m. as uh, I just think I might have mentioned that earlier but uh, yeah so <laughs> that's that's back uh, Sci-Fi UK 2nd of January for that Chicago Fire season 7 of that comes to Sky Witness on the 4th of January at 9 p.m. NCIS another procedural a lot of the procedural 
seem to be coming back in January. Yeah, right. Um, season 16 of that comes to you, Fox, on the 4th of January at 9pm. Cuckoo. This is one that you may have missed if you're uh, not sort of checking out the uh, iPlayer very much. So uh, Cuckoo Season 5, BBC 3, at uh, 4th of January, that arrives. Don't know what time that'll land on there, but uh, that is back for its fifth season. Uh, Manhunt, as I mentioned earlier, that's uh, 6th of January at 9pm. Yeah. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Season 13 of that arrives 6th of January on Netflix. So uh, that's one to go and watch. Another comedy. I've never completely got into It's Always Sunny. It was quite funny from what I've remembered. People, but... Yeah, it has a big following, but I've, no, I've never got into it either particularly. Um, yeah, friends say it's it's really terrific. Yes. So uh, 13 seasons is a pretty stellar run for a comedy. Yeah. Father Brown, season seven of that. That's Mark Williams as the crime-solving priest. Um, 7th of January at 2.45pm for that one. A Silent Witness, I mentioned earlier, 8th of January at 8pm for that one. Catastrophe, back for its fourth season. That's on Channel 4 on 8th of January at 10pm. The Charmed reboot on E4 on 8th of January at 9pm. Oh yeah, this was an interesting one. It was only a one-season show. got cancelled after one season. But if you want to see it, LA to Vegas, that's coming onto the Paramount Network on the 8th of January at 9pm. It's about the weekend flights from LA to Vegas. So, uh, yeah, it's from the guys that were behind Anchorman and Talladega Nights. So, mm. um, I mean, it's a fair... Yeah, reasonable might be worth pe- a go. Might, might be worth a shot, but uh, it only ran for one season before it got cancelled, but that's on Paramount Network if you want to go and catch that 8th of January at 9pm. Living the Dream, the uh, expat comedy drama about family who moves from England to the sunshine state of Florida starring Phil Glenister and Leslie Sharp. Sky One, 8th of January at 9pm for that one, for its second season. And that's everything, I think, which yeah. is a good job because I think my voice is starting to go... <laughs> Speaking of living the dream. <laughs> yes, definitely. That is everything. Unless you've got else, anything else you want to add in? No, all set. Good. So all we've really got left to say is to say um, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. I hope you all have a wonderful holiday season. Yeah. Uh, we will be back on, I think, around the 8th of January so keep an eye out for the show coming back around then so we'll be off for a couple of weeks over Christmas don't Um, forget the uh, Geek Town Awards yes do not forget the Geek Town Awards they will be open right until the last moment in December so you can go up and enter right up until the last moment but uh, still don't put it off just just go in and enter there are already (laughs) a lot of entries already but uh, make sure you're in there so you can win that enormous prize it's well well worth doing and uh, you might get a phone call from me early in the day yeah as well if you a would. real privilege yes a real privilege you'll get to talk to me on the phone so for other news and uh, although there'll be less posting of news over the next few weeks but uh, the air dates will still get updated as usual so you can go to the website at geektown.co.uk to see all the latest news and air date information if you want to get in touch with your questions and comments email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk leave a message on the website post find us at geektown on twitter on facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown on youtube at youtube.com forward slash geektown on an instagram at geektown uk that is everything merry christmas happy new year we will see you in 2019 happy holidays everyone Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, 
you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.